goodness, it's a milestone. Just as Luke cracks the can open to start the episode. <laughs> right on time. Welcome to the Dregs, episode 20. How are you doing? I'm Aaron. Two zeros. Yeah. I'm Aaron from the Cascadian Beer Podcast, along with Chris, who interrupted there. As I typically do. How's it going? We got uh, Luke, also from Van Pours, over there, who's pouring a beer. Not interrupting, uh, politely waiting my turn. Yep. (laughs) What a gentleman. What are you drinking there, Luke? It is a... Hold on. Let me see. The Rainbow Road is passion fruit pomegranate guava beer from Rewind. That's funny. I just had that for the first time on Friday. Oh, nice. Sweet can design, I got to say, on that one. Luke, have you been out to Rewind yet? Nope. These just came from a local shop. How about you, Chris? You visited Rewind? I haven't. No, I, I, I want to get out there. I think that might need to be one of our next. I know everybody's raving stops. about the pizzas, so I mean, we need to need to get on out there. Hundred percent. What are you drinking, Aaron? I have from friends of the podcast, Sansorium, imported from Australia. We have Liars American Malt and Cola, so uh, it is a zero proof rum and coke, pretty much. So extremely tasty. So, so um, a little bit classier than Julian's rum and coke off of the Trailer Park Boys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Sunday afternoon podcast, Aroma Code here. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to pick it up, sansorium.com, you know, friends of the podcast, go back, check out that episode if you haven't listened to it. And what are you consuming, Chris? I'm trying something from Angry Hen Brewing, their Plucken Kolsch German Ale, which is a light ale coming in at a nice 4.1%. We we're just talking earlier before we started recording recording trying to figure out where caslo is but apparently in the kootenays have not been to caslo before but it looks beautiful from a quick google search right on a lake there so mm-hmm. next time i'm in the kootenay area yeah i'll probably have to stop in i do like this can design they've got i have i have their, heard good things about the food too so uh is that caslo's only brewery i believe so yeah yeah, I can't imagine like a small town like that having multiple, but you could prove me wrong. Would it be weird if they served chicken at their brewery? No? <laughs> It'd be weird so. if they didn't. The hen on the can is holding a massive cleaver, so mm-hmm. I, it, I assume that they're okay with that then. No, no, yeah, I gotta have that cannibalistic chicken, man. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but yeah, it's 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 nice, nice light beer. It's actually for 4.1, like it's got a ton, ton of flavor. Yeah, so zooming out on the map here, yeah, it looks like it is dead middle between Kelowna and Calgary and just north of Nelson there. So, uh, yeah. It'd like be a, a bit time. of a drive. Like, what is that, like five hours from here? No, like, no, it's, the- no, it's five hours to Asuyas, which is halfway. <laughs> so, oh, God. Sorry. Halfway <laughs> between Kelowna and Calgary, you say? Yeah, well, no, no, Vancouver, Caslow, yeah. It's like five hours. It's five hours to Asuyas. I know that. Mm-hmm. Well, if we ever do a roadie, then we're going to have to order the chicken in advance because after that 10 hour drive, I'm going to be pretty damn hungry. Yeah, let's see. The longest road trip that I've done uh, in a straight shot was Kamloops to Valmont for the Valmont Beer Festival a few years ago. And that was that was a fantastic beer festival and amazing. But how, how long was there. the drive? I forget. I mean, you just kind of you just kind of just zone out, and time just kind of doesn't exist when you're driving that long. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm sure if you type it into Google Maps, then you know, then that that'll be it. Uh, I gotta look up the name of the place that I stopped in uh, because that. Oh yeah, Blue River. That was the place I pulled over at the gas station there, which was also the restaurant. Uh, I believe it was a Triple O's. Sounds right. Uh, RCMP officer comes in, and the 
lady behind the counter gets all excited. She's like, oh my God, what's going on in the town today? Who murdered who? And the RSMP is like, I'm just passing through. She's like, oh, nothing exciting ever happens in Blue <laughs> River. Dang. They're just waiting for people to be murdered. So like they get a like, news or what? <laughs> it's just like, what's the gossip officer? Like, who are you hunting down? Like, Jeez. Everybody's all excited about a murder. <laughs> yeah, like, He's like, all I can give you is that I recently switched to decaf. You're like, ah, no. Um, Blue River sounds like a town that has a country music festival. It just mm-hmm. has, it has a bit of, the name just has a bit of a twang to it. You know, I don't know. I'm just looking at it on Google maps. I don't think there's any room for a, a festival here. There's like four blocks and that's about yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to oh, expand. There's, a, there's an airport. Wow. That's how the VIPs get there. Yeah. <laughs> All the acts. Festival right on the strip. So what's up, guys? It's been a while. I mean, uh, we're... In a minute. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. We did catch up in person, which is also a very rare thing, to celebrate big milestone in Luke's life. And also, we wanted to take over his new patio. So, <laughs> yeah, Luke, what's what's happened with you? Oh, not much. We just moved apartments. So we're still in New West. I feel like I'm a, a New West lifer at this point. It's going to be pretty hard to drag me out of here, but we just uh, bought a new condo with a little more space and it, it came with a nice big patio as well. So we've been enjoying that, but lots of lots of work to do. We're just kind of taking things as they come. Mm-hmm. We're kind of renovating while living here, which is the first time we've done that. We renovated our previous condo, but that was while we were living somewhere else. And well, with a def- little one too, we should add to the listeners who don't know yeah. as well. So uh, she's almost two, right? Yeah. She just turned two last week. So I guess officially in the quote unquote terrible twos, but I mean, she's still, she's still really good. There's just a few moments in the middle of the night where she screams and it's hard to stop her, but <laughs> hey, that's life of a <laughs> that parent, must be kind right? Of terrifying. Yeah. Uh, but it's all right. It's it's going well as well as it could go. Mm-hmm. But definitely enjoying it. And yeah, Chris and Aaron stopped by maybe three three or so weeks ago. So we fired up some uh, some baby patties, smash burgers. There was definitely <laughs> attempt at burgers there. <laughs> Tell us about the baby smash. The baby smash. The baby smash burgers. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Damn it! I mean, you know, we just got a new grill and. Our old place, our patio was so small that we didn't have space for barbecue. And I've never been a a barbecue guy. So, yeah, burgers shrink a lot. So I kind of made them (laughs) to the size, made the patties to the size that I thought they were going to be to fit the buns. Um, turns out they shrunk by like three, three factors, a factor of three. What's I'm not a serious guy either on those on those patties. (laughs) Yeah, they were like they were like toonies. The end of it, eh? <laughs> no, it's not. The, it's not the size of the the patty. It's the the flavor. It's the crisp of the edge. So to really paint this weird picture here, Luke made a bunch of patties, and he's like, "All right, everybody's going to have two burgers." But what happened was, is we ended up using two of the final product patties in one burger. So so technically, we did get two burger patties, but it, it was just two of them made up a one regular size. Maybe not, not even not a double. It was not a was, double stack or not, not what you would normally picture as a double stack. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good first effort, Luke. Yeah. It can only get better from there, right? Yeah. Can't, can't get worse. Can't get smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the Timbit of like the smash burger. Yeah, it was definitely Timbit size. <laughs> but have you had successful uh, hamburgers since? Oh, it's funny you ask that because you, well, you guys came over for lunch and later that evening we had another group of friends come by and we had burgers for dinner. <laughs> so we did Don't double, say. 
we doubled down on the burgers that day. And yes, we, we stocked up on some more meat after, after the two of you left. And we definitely made them bigger that time around. But yeah, we've had a, we've had a few sets of burgers, chicken, lots of chicken wings have been on that grill already. Yeah. All right. Just waiting for Luke's uh, grill, grill master TikTok to get going here pretty soon. <laughs> I think it's going to be a while. And then, uh, yeah. How about yourself, Chris? What's going on? You've been, uh, you've been traveling. Yeah. So we finally, after like, I guess it's about a year and a half at this point, uh, we finally decided to go on a, a real honeymoon because after our wedding, given the whole pandemic Lovato, wasn't a lot of international travel happening. So we did a, a mini moon to Tofino right after the wedding. But yeah, we'd always had Europe on our mind. And Sabrina, she's done a lot of traveling to Europe over the years and, and through work. But I've never been to Europe, so I was I was pretty pretty excited to get out there. So we ended up doing two weeks, starting in Spain and then working over to Portugal. So we landed in Barcelona, did a few days there, trained to Madrid, hung out there for a few days, flew to Porto for a few days, and then ended the trip in Lisbon, which which was a nice way to end it, and then and then back home. But I think of the four cities, like we both both like Barcelona the best. It kind of had like we were staying. Um, at the the Sophie Tell, which was right down by the main beach. So even though the beach was busy, like there's kind of pockets that were kind of chill and some like more, I would say, calm, like residential neighborhoods where you could go to a plaza that would have a bunch of like tapas restaurants and nice kind of chill patios. And then if you wanted, you could go like right into kind of the, the touristy spots, right? Like we went to the Sagrada, which was chaos, but also like out of this world, just crazy thing to, to see in person. Um, is that thing still under construction? Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know when it's ever not going to be <laughs> under construction. I mean, on the inside, you don't like see anything really under construction, but like, I guess on the outside, like they're still building, I guess, extensions. And like, I think they're building like the final big tower but from the inside. Like you wouldn't really know that it's under construction. Everything just looks so polished and beautiful and detailed that, I don't know, you're kind of thinking in your head, you're like, why do you need to keep adding to this? Like, it's already so nice. It's already- Carpenter's house is never finished. Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) But that that was definitely one of the highlights. But yeah, I mean- Paella, you get tons of paella in the street? Like, is it- it So we went to, that's what I thought going into it, that we'd be eating paella, like, I don't know, like every day. We ended up only going to one paella spot and funny enough, we actually didn't like it as much as if you guys been a bodega on Maine in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So we actually prefer the paella there. Like maybe it was just this one spot that was right on like Barcelona Beach, like kilometer walk from our hotel. It was good and it was, it was recommended to us. Like it was a nice spot, but I don't know. I think we hyped it up like too much in our in our heads. I would say there's a lot of other um, seafood dishes that we had that were like the grilled octopus, for example, at a lot of spots is like incredible there. So yeah, it wasn't quite what we expected. We only ended up having that once. Like going to New York and getting a bad slice. Like you're like, ah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're eating like over there. I mean, they're known for their seafood, right? So you're eating seafood at like most meals, I, I find, which when I, in Vancouver, like I eat a lot of seafood, but not to that extent. Did you have um, breakfast seafood? I, <laughs> actually, I probably did. Yeah. I think I had like some smoked salmon stuff for breakfast. Oh, right. which, I'm just I mean, trying to think like what kind of seafoods are there for breakfast, but I, I guess like lox and, and shrimp cocktail, shrimp <laughs> cocktail for that. breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> we actually, funny enough, like the thing we 
probably like the best for breakfast was in Madrid. There was this one, there was this one acai place that it was like by far the best acai bowl like we've ever had. We liked it so much. We went there two days in a row. Like they just loaded up with the fresh fruit and like, it's that perfect. Like you go to some acai places or me when I try to every morning make an acai bowl at home or a smoothie bowl at home, like it's not the right texture, but this place, it was literally like that ice cream, like kind of texture. So good. So we actually like, yeah, went there twice, which was kind of funny, but beer wise in Europe, like, I mean, Luke, you've talked about it on the pod before, uh, on, on your travels, but like, you know, the macro loggers kind of rain, rain supreme over there. So it was a tougher to find, like when you just go out to a restaurant, like not many of them would have craft beer on tap. There was a few that I did make it out to. So I went to craft beer spot in every city. So in Barcelona, there's this place called Black Lab Brew House, right down by the water. If you go around the corner of from it, like that's where they park all the yachts. So, you know, Jeff Bezos, I'm sure when he cruises on up there, he probably hops out, goes for a couple pints, gets back on. <laughs> Maybe they deliver it directly to the yacht. I don't know. <laughs> but Black Lab is pretty cool. There's this one spot I went to a couple times that was like a 10 minute walk from our hotel. And this, like I was saying earlier, this kind of little kind of sleep, more sleepy, like residential neighborhood called uh, Bodega for Men. And they had really good like tapas, like snacks, but they also had like probably six to eight craft beers on tap and they're really good. So I would just kind of hang out there like in the evening, have a couple of beers, have, have some snacks and just kind of people watch, which was pretty, pretty entertaining. I mean, everybody over there eats way later and seems to party like every day of the week, it seems like, or maybe I think they're partying, but they're like just out for dinner at like 11 PM. So I'm like, to me, like North American culture, I'm like, oh, they're clearly partying, but they're probably, it's probably just like a normal night. Madrid, we went to this one cool place called Also Bruco, which was on this little strip, this like little street that has all these like really well-known tapas places. And I guess it's known for people do this like tour restaurant tour on that street just kind of bounce from one to the next but they've got this little brew pub right in the middle and i was talking to the the guy that worked there and i guess they only contract brew but they're trying to like actually they're in the process of like i guess getting an actual spot to just do all their own brewing and then open like a proper i guess tap room but i thought their beers were still really good and then one of the Coolest ones I went to was in Porto, this place called Latreria Craft Beer Garden. And it was like a two-level little brewery. You could, At street level, there was just a few seats upstairs. They had like 20 beers on tap, which I was really impressed with. All kinds of styles. Uh, and then you go downstairs, tons more seating. And then you go at the back and it's this like hidden little garden patio. And it's not like, I don't know, if you think of like most brewery patios, you probably think it's like this fairly like refined space. But this kind of looked like this, like slightly overgrown, like there was like this old shed, like out there and like random stuff kind of around. So it was this kind of like slightly unkept patio, but it, it kind of added a lot of character, character to it. And they had just some like big wine barrels, like for seats and sorry, for tables in some spots. And I don't know, it was a cool, cool little vibe. So that was one of my favorites. And then the last city we ended up in Lisbon, um, I ended up checking out this place called AMO, Ammo brewery tiny little neighborhood spot the guys were nice enough to give me a little tour of the back it's a really small operation but they still had like 
probably about 10 beers on tap and they do all hand bottling there. So you can imagine pretty labor intensive, <laughs> but yeah, I ended up hanging Shout out. Shout out to Dave Paul at Love Shack who does that every week. hundred so, percent. Uh, solo, solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of work, right? Yeah. The labor of love for sure. But yeah, ammo was, was really good. They, they had an awesome West Coast IPA and then I had a few uh, session ales was probably my stand, this, their standout. So yeah, you had to go out and really seek the craft beer. I would say every town had a f- like a few breweries. There's some I wanted to go in Barcelona, but you just kind of run out of time because it's, it's more about like the sightseeing. If you can fit in a few breweries, then great. But by no means was our trip planned around me going to every single brewery I wanted to go to. It was your honeymoon after all. So. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, honey. Um, I actually, uh, yeah. I was just Chris's honeymoon. Just Chris's yeah. honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it was, a, it was an awesome trip. And I mean, in Porto, I didn't mention, but like, obviously I had to try the local, the local port, which is a big thing there. We went to Graham's, which is one of the biggest port places. And like, you go to one of these port wineries and you just understand the the kind of scale just by the size of even the tasting room like how big these places are and like how much wine they're producing yeah the one thing i didn't know existed was port tonics white white port and tonic is like an excellent summer drink if you want to change something up from Mm. drinking like a gin and tonic we had those when we did a little boat tour and the captain introduced us to that drink and yeah we immediately were like okay we have to like bring back bring some back so I brought, we brought a bottle of white port back for my dad and he was at the shoe shop sipping on that and seemed to enjoy it. So anybody out there, yeah, try white, white port and tonics. I didn't even know white port was a thing, but we, I did come across it last year up in Asoyas. There was a, a winery called Adega just in Asoyas and we went wine tasting there and they had a, a white port. I was like, what the heck? And it was, it was really good. I Mm-hmm. And imagine, you know, mixed up with some tonic and some ice too, and be a nice little, little summer spritzer too. That's cool. Yeah. Did That's you do a lot of the wine? Did you do more like regular Spanish wines and, and Portuguese wines as well? I stayed pretty on brand with like mainly drinking a lot of beer the yeah. whole trip. Like I thought I'd go in there, I'd just be like Spanish wines. Like I'm going to become like a wine connoisseur. Not actually, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I might get more into wine. Um, uh, Cause I think they're known for natural wine in a lot of places over there. Yep. Um, but after you're walking like 20,000 plus steps all day and like you're, you're pretty warm. Like I just was craving like a cold beer by the time we get to like dinner. I'm like, I just need something to like cool me down. Like cool. So I just be boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I didn't drink a ton of wine. Went to one place that was recommended to us that carries a, it's kind of like a, what would you call it? it? I guess it was a tapas place, but or it was more of like a wine bar, I would say, that also had really, really good food. So we were there. I'm like, okay, I, I do have to try like a local natural wine. And I did. It was good. But that was probably like, other than the port in Porto, that was probably the only place I had wine. But it's interesting you say that, Luke, about not knowing about white port, because I think I went there too, thinking that all port was like the dessert style of port. Mm-hmm. Like I'm used to having port with my in-laws like after after dinner like with dessert and it's this like more kind of rich sweet um you know port that you you just have like a a little glass of what was explained to us was like there's vintage there's like the more like white white wine port and then there's the more like dessert style port so there's kind of i think like there's there's probably even more but like those were kind of the three that they explained to us and that we tried so yeah some you can you can mix and make cocktails with some or more you just enjoy by themselves but different strokes for different folks. So yeah, uh, heck of a trip. Definitely want to go back. Like 
it was, I don't know, the way we planned it, it was go, 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 like city to city. And we tried to go, we went, we went out to a few little kind of beach towns in between. But I think if we went back, we'd probably spend more like half the trip at like a more just chill, not bigger city destination. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, that, that's always a challenge when you go to some someplace new, right? Because like we live in a big international city and you want to go check out the thing, right? Like the the big hot spot. But yeah. also like you just want that downtime too, right? So it's finding that balance. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're both Brooke and I, when we travel, we have to like fill every second with something valuable, whether that's sightseeing or some sort of activity. But a few years back when we went to Europe, we did a weekend in Mallorca and we just kind of like made a point to stay at a tiny little town and just kind of take a week and not do much. And it was actually like, I look back on that trip and that specific part of that trip as like one of the best vacations I've ever been on. So it's tough for sure, but it's definitely worth it if you can pull yourself away and not do anything for a while. And those like little sleepy towns are so cool, right? Like you mm-hmm. get so much, so fewer tourists and everything seems just a little more authentic, right? I'm just not good at sitting still. Like <laughs> that's my biggest problem. Like even when we went to these little spots, like we went to this little town, uh, this little town outside of, of Lisbon, um, which was a really cool little beach spot. It probably wasn't actually that little, like it was, it was the beach was packed, but I was like, we got there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for a run. It's like the middle of the day, like heat of the day. And I go for like a, I think I went for like five or six K or something like that. And then I realized like halfway through, I'm like, it's probably like the worst time of the day to go for a run. But I'm like, yeah, I you obviously didn't work. You didn't look up the meaning of the word siesta before going to uh, yeah. Spain. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, I mean, there's a lot of places that are closed from like one to three. Yeah. Cause everybody's on their, their siesta break. But yeah, like whenever we're at one of these beaches, I'm always either like in the water or like out for a run. And like Sabrina's just like reading a book and like relaxing. And then I come back and I sit still for 15 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I got to like go do something again. I don't know. You were probably the only person running at that time in Western Europe. <laughs> there was, there was like maybe one other person. Yeah. There, there wasn't <laughs> All, a lot of people. Yeah. Another person also visiting from Vancouver. Probably. Yeah. Funny enough though, in Barcelona, they have this like really nice running slash walking slash biking path that like goes all the way along the beach and the first few days i was pretty we were both pretty jet lagged Uh, so i'm like up and it's like 7 a.m i'm like okay i might as well just go for a run it's like not very hot out and i go out there and it's like the equivalent would be like the vancouver seawall at like 5 p.m on like a nice day like it was just packed and this is at like 7 a.m like okay like were these locals not just out having dinner till like 1 a.m. and then they're just up at seven just grinding out like 10ks like (laughs) it was actually crazy i didn't expect it i didn't think that there was like this huge i guess running culture in in spain but it was specifically in in barcelona so i don't know maybe they just do things a little a little more intense over there work hard play hard but yeah it was kind of funny i did not expect it well, cool, man. And uh, I I guess you went to Europe at the correct time because now it is just insanely hot over there at the moment while we're taping this. So uh, yeah, it's, your, your weather was nice. Yeah, so. it wasn't that hot. It was like, actually, we got back to Vancouver and it was a little bit hotter too. And yeah, we kind of hit the, I guess, hit the sweet spot timing for us because, well, you guys know, but our listeners won't know. We're, we're expecting. So <laughs> Uh, yeah (laughs) it's a proper reaction yeah Yeah, congrats dude appreciate it man yeah so uh 
you know, it would have been nice if, if we maybe went a couple months earlier and Sabrina could enjoy some of the wine and some more things over there. But uh, yeah, it's good that we got this in at like kind of the earlier, earlier stages of, of pregnancy versus, the versus tolerable later. weather. <laughs> yeah. But I was really impressed. She handled like all the walking and everything like really, really well, even with jet lag and everything. So she, and the, she mid, the, the midday 10 Ks. Yeah. And she was like, I'd go for 10, <laughs> but she'd go for 15. And I'm like, okay, maybe you just like chill out a little bit. <laughs> nice. Aaron, I, Chris and Sabrina have requested to book you for the delivery room to do the sound effects, bring <laughs> oh, <yeah>. your <laughs> soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> and speakers yeah yeah actually we only can have one person in there but like i'm okay i'll stand on the outside and you can go in there with the soundboard like it might be like a calming like experience or maybe actually just she needs a hype man so (laughs) chris will just facetime in yeah it was funny we were like as like as soon as you kind of find out oh i guess luke i can ask you this but like as soon as you found out that you were expecting Aluna, did you start thinking about baby names immediately? Brooke always had an extensive list, so uh, <laughs> she was. I, yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't have to. I didn't have she to. She just think handed too hard, you the list after. Did. She's like, pick one of these. Well, it's funny because so our daughter's name is Oluna, and that name was not on the list at all. So that's just something we landed on together. Is that how it happened with you? Fully thinking well, I think, of. I think Sabrina had had a couple names in mind, which we still haven't landed on a name like we've babies do on Christmas day. So we've, we've got some time to think about it, but I was laughing. One of our friends uh, the other day suggested the name India pale ale Dinsdale. (laughs) It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's appropriate reaction, but yeah, that, I don't know. That's the front runner in my mind. So I don't know. Sabrina's got to top that. I mean, Mm -hmm. but if you got any suggestions, like fire them away in the chat. Yeah, listeners, send them uh, send the Thunderdog at Dregs.beer and yep. we'll collect them all. And if we go with one of them, you get a sticker. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. you probably have to give more than a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> you get to join you get to join Aaron in the delivery room on the soundboard, front row seat. <laughs> and immediately we get no emails. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my life as late as Good. of late, just getting getting excited and trying to yeah come around to the idea that it's it's not just going to be us two anymore yeah what have you been up to aaron a whole lot of nothing uh i can best describe this as a transitional chapter so yeah i mean things have slowed down a lot and it's okay but some possibilities are on the horizon but nothing i can talk about publicly yet but um you know that's that is about it that is literally it uh, well, if there's ever a time to have some free time the summer's a yeah, nice time to have it the summertime is a nice time to have it so yeah Lots of baseball games. Uh, been been organizing my music, which has been great. Uh, basically, just all the general admin stuff that I just can't can't get done any other time. Yep, just just life admin. Yeah, just just life admin. Finding random hard drives in the back of the closet. Going, oh, does this have that important thing that I was looking for months ago? Oh, it does have that thing on there. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. That is it. Like just, you, just a whole lot of nothing. You mentioned baseball games. Do you still have like tickets? I assume you mean Canadians games. Do you still have those like seasons tickets or? Yep. Yep. Oh, nice. Got some, got some passes and stuff. So yeah, so that's all fun. So and the then team I've also discovered teams really good. They won the first half. So, in the, so they're in the playoffs. That's good. Uh, but the one thing I did discover the other day, which is kind of insane is banana ball, which is like a baseball alternative. Oh, is um, this the, uh, 
the sa- Savannah, the Savannah bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from Savannah, Georgia there. They're basically like the Harlem Globetrotters yeah. of baseball. So, but there's some rules in the game that I actually do really like. Okay, uh, name like one, because I've got one that I like. Uh, but I, I really you. love that if a ball is caught by a fan, it's an out. That was the exact <laughs> one I was going to name because I saw a TikTok yeah. clip before we jumped yeah. on the pod about that. That is so cool too. Wait, but can, like, can, we, can I have a little intro on what banana ball is? I just Googled it and there's somebody pitching wearing stilts. <laughs> yes, exactly. So like it's like the Harlem Globetrotters here of baseball. So basic baseball rules, except you can steal first on a pass ball. So if the pitcher throws it past the catcher, the batter can actually run and steal first. There's no walks. So if you throw four balls, the batter can take off and they have to pass it to every positional player before they have to tag the guy out. Wait, like even the uh, outfield? Yeah. So all position players need to like throw the ball between each other that before they insane. can. Yeah. There is a clock. So it's either nine innings or two hours, whatever comes first and you win the inning. So whoever has the most points at the end of the inning gets a point. Oh, and so then at the end of the game is whoever wins the most points. So is this like a league or is this one team? It's just two teams. And it's like a guy trying to like yeah. make it something right. Uh, just, just an alternative, but like they're doing like this tour of the South for the moment and all the games are sold out. Um, but yeah, I've, I've read a few interviews with the guy who's running it and like his idol is like, uh, like Barnum and Bailey. So like, he's like total circus guy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. like it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely entertaining. All the games are stream streamed for free on YouTube so you can watch them. Nice. So. There's a documentary coming out on one of the, I think major streaming platforms about Savannah. Bananas. I wasn't surprised. I mean, he's been all over his marketing. So yeah, that's the one uh, thing they do really well. No. Yeah. Well, one of the many things they do really well. So, yeah, there's some elements of the thing of the game that I like. I don't like all the dancing between innings and the dancing <laughs> every time they score. It's just very like idiocracy at that point. You know, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just waiting for President Clamacho to come out and, you know, go to bat. Wait, but, so at Canadians games, do you not like when the grounds crew comes out and does their little? Well, their no, little no, ditty? no, that's that. No, no, no. So the, so that's that's in between inning okay, entertainment. Okay. So what the banana ball guys is the team actually dances. So every time they score, the whole bench clears and then they do like a dance around home plate. <laughs> every time they score, they're like so, down by 10. They like come up yeah. score. They're like, and then, and, then, and then the ump, the ump calls strike three. And then he starts doing a whap dance. Like it's oh my like, goodness. just, I don't think you can be down by 10 like, if you're just winning innings. Oh, you got me there, Luke. That's fair. There you go. Yeah. And I don't even see. Know, I'm just learning I, about I the rules now. I know nothing about okay? baseball, too. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, simple, simple math. Yeah. But you're not. But you're an act. You don't know baseball, but you're an active listener. So good on you. Big thing on the horizon. I surprised my dad this year for his birthday, and he and I are going to Vegas to the brand new venue called the Sphere, oh. uh, which just turned on last week. Yeah, and everybody's so freaking out. It's a 16K resolution screen on the outside and the inside. What? Um, I managed to get opening night tickets. So we're going to the very first concert ever in this venue. No. Uh, and we're seeing U2. So it's U2 at the Sphere in Vegas. That's and, so yeah, cool. So that's uh, something that we're, I'm, well, we're, both of us are really looking forward to. Are you both yeah, big absolutely. like U2 fans? Like you're huge? Uh, no, not really. It, I saw this interview with with Bono and the edge about the venue yeah. and how they were going to do seven shows there. And now they're all, now they're doing like 20 shows yeah. there because they've sold out so much. Um, but it's like a 20,000 seat venue. There's 16,000 speakers in this thing. The whole thing is like a 16 K like floor to ceiling IMAX screen. So 
and it's built for music. Like it's a, like immersive, immersive music venue. And so like, it just came up and then I was like, ah, oh, well, dad's birthday's coming up and this sounds like fun. You know, I've wanted to do a trip with dad for a while. And, and so saw this and I put my name in, in the lottery and I picked like a Wednesday and Thursday night. Cause I didn't want to be in Vegas on the weekend. <laughs> and then I went, oh, what the heck? I'll, I'll just pick opening night as well. Cause you could pick three. And then they gave me opening night on the lottery. So Good. yeah, I feel like I've been living under a rock. I know nothing about this sphere and I've never heard of banana ball. Um, this looks crazy though. I'm just looking at this thing and there's a picture of the sphere. The outside screen is just a giant eyeball. That must be so crazy. If you're like flying into Vegas and you like me know nothing about this venue and you look down and there's a giant giant eyeball that's blinking bloodshot eyeball. That's crazy. That sounds. So like I wasn't awesome... sure if that eyeball one was just a meme or if it was actually because I saw that on social media, but I wasn't sure if that was like because they have these things like I've seen these posts. Oh, someone's hacked the sphere and like they're just putting like random like like fo- the Windows blue screen of death up there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> they, I know they had the, it as a massive basketball for like the NBA. The Summer NBA league, yeah, and then it, it looks just like a basketball. Like, but, yeah, and it's really yeah. weird because it's showing like from street level and like people are just like driving towards this like massive basketball. <laughs> it just looks really <laughs> creepy, actually. But yeah, 16K resolution, which apparently is what our eyes see. So like, I can't well, what wait if you have to a get down and actually, there. well, you know, you got to get your corrective lenses, but you know, <laughs> but so I can't wait to get down there and actually see this thing for myself. But like just the videos alone, like they're looking so good that they're just looking fake, mm-hmm, you know, right. like it is really hard to tell. So, so 16K, that's what the eye sees. So last, like you can get 8K TVs and, and stuff. So we're not far off from just, just topping out on the Ks, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, like what I comes after why, 16K? I always, yeah. I always thought we could just, you know, you get a 4K monitor, you get an 8K TV, and then you get a 16K and we're just going to keep going. We're going to have like, you know, 64Ks in a few years. But that's then we're gonna have to just, replace our eyes to be able to see yeah, exactly. the amount of Ks. I want a beyond vision definition <laughs> <Yeah>. TV. <laughs> well, I guess we're we're almost there. Good job, humans. <laughs> we we did it. We've made it. <laughs> we did it. Sure, like the climate's in the shitter, but we've got a, <laughs> we've got a thousand Ks. We got a giant basketball on the strip now. So <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the like? This is where the efforts putting towards. It's like uh, mm-hmm. yeah, rainforest is depleted hacking down the old growth but we got well, that check out this proposal for this 16k basket <laughs> <laughs> let's push this but through we've just we'll worry about the, the amazon whole, later yeah yep. worry about the amazon later we've got we've completely rejigged the rules to baseball <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but that that does sound cool that's that sphere i'd love to stand inside there is it sorry is this are there screens on the inside like the whole inside yeah, of it is so screen? like the whole so yeah, so I just sent you the cross section there, Luke, of sphere. So you kind of get the idea that yeah, you're like wrapped around in this thing. <laughs> wow, that's crazy! Oh, look at all those seats too, eh? Uh, Twenty thousand apparently. Yeah. What is so. the like? What does Rogers Arena hold? Um, what are they? Seventeen or sixteen? So yeah, it's a little more, eh? Wow, that's nuts. Do you have any other big plans in Vegas, or is it, it like? Is that that's the main event? But what what else? That's the main event. Yeah, I mean, I would like to go see Adele, but uh, she's only doing Friday Saturdays, and we're only there Thursday and Friday night, mm. and Friday nights the show. So but yeah, she's doing forty seven weeks straight in Vegas at Caesar's Palace every Friday Saturday. I 
I don't see how like they can do it that many days in a row, especially like someone like like Adele, like her songs, like she's belting it out. Like, how do they even keep their voice going for 47? Mm-hmm. I think I, if we try to do 47 podcasts in a row, I feel like I would lose my voice. Yeah. That's why we have such a big break between episodes. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're going to log off here in about 15 minutes and then take six months off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've actually all had vocal cord surgery over the last, like, three yes. months. That's where all the sponsorship money's going. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so much sense. So, but speaking of screen resolutions, yeah, the other thing that I'm planning here that I have been excited for and have done the research, uh, Oppenheimer's coming out, and I'm going to see this thing in IMAX, and they're showing it in 70 mil film, which is what they shot it in. Uh, there's only six IMAX movie theaters in Canada that still project IMAX film. And the one locally is right next door to Friends of the Podcast Barley Merchant. So going to take a trip out to Langley just to watch a movie. But uh, I think it's worth it. Is that this weekend you're going to see it? Because it comes out. Does it come out Friday? Comes out Friday. Yeah. Probably going to go later next week. Like when it's a little calm <laughs> because yeah. I think opening night's already sold out. So Oh, seriously. That movie but, does uh, look pretty sweet. I just got served a trailer for it and the cast mm-hmm. looks yeah. top notch. Huge, huge, huge all-star cast in that. Yeah. But but like just just the technicals of the film is like itself is like 11 miles long. It weighs 600 pounds and then like it's just it's just massive. So it's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to go see this in a dinky theater. I want to see this in the IMAX that it was shot for. I wonder who's loading these these films into the, the theaters, you know, like <laughs> hopefully they ship that in bubble wrap and it just feels so, wrong that yeah. whoever's loading that super expensive piece and it's probably only getting paid in, in popcorn and movie credits and <laughs> <Yeah, ball> teasers <laughs> yeah i'm sweating so much right now in my apartment this is just inhumane i got this fan this little fat this little dyson fan on max and no well, dyson i thought they suck <laughs> they, i don't have a sound bar about wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Costco the other day and I regret not buying it because then I returned to Costco the following day and did not see them anymore. But you know those fans that restoration companies use when your basement floods? Oh, yeah. It kind of almost looks like a a snail shell. Like a snail? Yeah. Yeah. They had like a mini one. I mean, it was still like the size of like an old tube TV, maybe like, you know, two by two feet. Um, But this thing was just pumping it was like you couldn't stand in front of it without getting blown away oh so they were doing like a they're doing like a a ac sample so yeah well i mean it wasn't (laughs) you walk up and you just stand in line and you just get to experience the ac (laughs) didn't buy it because it was i don't know maybe like 75 bucks or whatever then i come home and i look at our fan that we're using which is held together by duct tape it still just like turns its head towards the wall when we're not looking just flops over and (laughs) it just rotates 360 (laughs) pretty much and i look over at it and it's blowing cold air out of our place (laughs) to the outside replacing our unit with hot air it's just i should have bought it but yeah don't sleep on that if you see that get it this is listeners this is a cry for help so (laughs) yeah if you've got something that uses not duct tape Please, um, please email us and maybe help Luke out here. Underdog at the drags down here. It's now just a buy and sell page. Yeah, a couple, a uh, couple things too. Since we've been uh, been away, Canadian Beer Awards happened, and uh, I mean BC cleaned up. Facts. Yeah, Twin City. Shout out to Corey Bradder and the crew over there. Took home four awards. Good to see. 
for yeah, a bunch of different styles. So yeah, I mean, if you're ever in the Port Alberni area, go check out some of those award-winning brews. Four wins also took home three. I mean, they've been they've been cleaning up awards like for quite a while now. So no yeah, surprise there. Sure. And yeah, if you want to read the full list, uh, Joe Weeb, if, if if you know craft beer in BC, you know Joe. He did an mm-hmm. article on the Growler that kind of does a full full recap of the awards. But yeah, it just goes to show that link in the show notes. Nicely done. Yeah, it just goes to show that BC is continuing to to get better and better uh, when it comes to the craft beer scene. Speaking of forever too, friends of the podcast, Main Street Brewing, nine years. I can't believe that nine years they just celebrated. No, almost a decade already. Yeah, if you haven't been out of Main Street down to main street like where have you been but yeah <laughs> summer's a good time because they got a nice little patio spot on the side that also is kind of shaded by the building so it's a good it's a good spot and they released three as part of that their their ninth anniversary they released three new uh, or they released three like specialty kind of bottles couldn't tell you the three because my memory is terrible but hopefully they still got a few kicking around at the brewery i'd suggest going down and get your hands on them and uh, yeah speaking of almost a decade old i had to look it up too because i thought four winds opened up at the same time but they actually opened two years prior to that so four winds is 11 years old god that's actually crazy <laughs> opened in 2012 oh. <laughs> man if only we could go back in time <laughs> maybe we can at some yeah, point, maybe, maybe in like five years, mm-hmm. you, ne- you never know what AI is going to do, right? Like we could, we could go back and re-record the same podcasts, just run it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, if we had to record, uh, re-record one or redo one, which one would you do? <laughs> oh God. Probably that last episode that we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking the, yeah. Cause that's part two of, of, of two at the park. Hey, eh? yeah. that was, a, that was the, a yeah, fun part one. two that we never ever will release yeah. yes <laughs> yeah just run it run it back so we can just re-experience all of the pda in the park <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to re-experience <laughs> that it just was so much dry humping going on there it was just it's was, it was a little too much to handle and with that lovely <laughs> segue with the quick wrap-up that uh, we're doing today that episode wouldn't could be complete if we didn't have a moment of wisdom so luke Oh, yeah. you know <laughs> what? What would uh, what would be your moment of wisdom? Um, share because it's been a while for the people. It has. I think in my uh, in the last month that I've just been tinkering around the new condo here, starting to find a lot of you know as we're kind of coming out of the seriousness of of the pandemic and and you know things are getting a little more relaxed. We have this excess of hand sanitizer out there in the world. You, you go to any grocery store and they're selling like a six liter bottle for $1.99 just to get it out of there. A 24 travel pack. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but I have been using a lot of it to get um, like paint off of our floors. So like I, I was scraping, I was killing myself trying to figure out, like I did a, you know, I was painting, but we're living here and I didn't want to put plastic everywhere and whatever. So I just like, I got a few drops on the ground and then I stepped in some and smudged it with my sock. And once it's in the grain of the hardwood, it's like, you can't just wipe that out. But hand sanitizer coming in clutch. I'm trying like, you know, nail polish remover, rubbing alcohol, hydrogen peroxide, anything that you think that might get it out doesn't. But your like lavender scented hand sanitizer does the trick. <laughs> and also my in-laws, there's a, I don't know if any of you know this 
this shrub that grows in the lower mainland, but I think it's in the spring. Kind of, it's this yellow plant with these yellow flowers and they kind of drop these really sticky pods and there's a bush that grows like crazy outside of their place and every time we go visit when it's the when it's the season for these things they just cover the hood of your car and you cannot get these things off and like over the years we've tried like scrubbing them off we've even like scratched cars using like magic erasers and and all that sort of stuff and it never fully comes off and not long ago, I just, I hit it with some hand sanitizer and it like brushed oh away like, like a dream. Wait, did take the paint off the car off? Though? No, no, not at all. Just the, just the flower bud. Now you got a hood so clean you can eat off it yeah. too. I mean, uh, you, can, you hand sanitized it. I'm, this is concerning. What? We put this on our hands? Yeah. Are you sure that this is hand sanitizer? It can clean your car. It can take off, take off paint, but yet it's so delicate on our hands that it removes just... What is it just... As long as we have a thick enough layer of germs on our hands, we're okay? Like, yeah. is that... I'm just waiting for Luke to star in his 90s, like, infomercial of, like, it can replace your dishwasher, so it can, it can replace your laundry detergent. Well, shit, I didn't even think of this while I was finding all these uses for it, but I mean... I think you can spin this for sure. And Luke's magic goo, twenty nine ninety five. That's called out. Nobody's buying Luke's magic goo. Okay, <laughs> like let's let's take a step back here, and don't put the goo on your car. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> or, or Luke now just leaves his car out in the sun, and like there's just this streak where the hand sanitizer is gone because <laughs> yeah. it's like a faded color now it's like yeah. oh so there is a downside it just ate right through the metal you can see the engine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it took took the took the tree sap off but we've got unintentional racing stripes down our <laughs> down our pt cruiser <laughs> all right well i mean uh good to know are we sure it's not just the lavender no i've tried different models <laughs> different okay. distillations and flavors different, different flavors yeah, yeah, yeah but it does seem to be the like the gel one seems to work the best not so much okay. the sprays mm. the kind of the pump bottle See, the gel one i still have a full bottle of this gel one i got as the first i think i got it from like a shoppers that was the first one i got like at the start of the pandemic because it's just what they had and i'm like oh this looks like it'll be fine and I used it like two times and I was like, this stuff is disgusting. Like you could wipe that stuff in your hands for like an hour and it's still there. And then your hands are all, yeah. as and Luke would it say, smells, gooey. It smells like moonshine too. <laughs> I remember a bit like as we were going through like the height of the pandemic, just being so offended by some of those sanitizers, the way they smell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bathtub san- sanitizer, some yeah. made in, in their basement. Uh-huh. Fun times. All right, but yeah, good pro tip no. So I mean, but now, Chris, you just know that you can paint your place because you have all the hand sanitizer you need to mop up afterwards. Yeah, don't Pretty worry much, about the yeah. floors. This is good to know. This Unless you have carpet. Know. I don't know. I do not know how it does on carpet. <laughs> I could try that because we do have carpet. So maybe that's get back to you guys on the next episode with that. All right. And any uh final thoughts here, Chris, before we we call it this. Final thoughts is I'm probably going to buy a portable AC unit because I'm, I'm just over this shit, man. I'm just, I'm calling it. Right. My dad was bragging to me on the phone yesterday about, oh, it's just so cold in our house now. Oh, we're just, I'm like, good to know. <laughs> nice to know yeah. how that feels. Uh, good to see you guys again. I mean, like, well, on an episode anyway. Smashing success. 
this return to the pod, unlike mm-hmm. Luke's first attempt at burgers. But Luke, when are we coming <laughs> over to record the next episode on the patio? Oh, whenever, really. Always happy for a break. It seems like any little bit of downtime I have is just filled with like detailing baseboards or painting or something. So if there's an excuse to make miniature burgers and drink some beer on a patio, I'm in. Just let me know. Can we get some triple XL mini burgers this next time? So <laughs> just the right size. Yeah. 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 All right, fellas. All right, guys. Good to see you. Catch you in the yes. next one. Nice. Nice to see you.